every word you said Every coffee in your tiny bed If I could have another chance to be there I would do it all again Hi guys, welcome back to the fourth episode of Berlin Bed Talks. It's me and... Hannah, hi hi. And today we're here with Andres. Hi guys. From... Uruguay. Yes. So, Hannah, we have a bunch of questions for Andres. Do you want to start? Yeah, because I really want to know this. I really want to know if it's common knowledge in Uruguay that you were the first team to ever win the FIFA World Cup in 1930s. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, does everyone know that? You're wrong. No. It's not no. the first one. The first one was in the 24th and 28th, and we What? won that too. Before the 30s is... Um, oh, like in the 20s? In the 20s, before the World Cup started. But it's was... not the FIFA World Cup then. No, it was the Olympic Games. But before um, that, it was assumed that that was the, the, let's say, the World Cup. Because it was the first time they got all the teams to play football together. And in the 24th, it was in Amsterdam. And the 28th, it was in Columbus. One of two, I don't remember. We won the two of them. And that's why the 30s was the first uh, World Cup we won it. It was in Uruguay. We played the first game in Uruguay. And of course, we won it again. Yeah, that's I the thing. Like, if you want to talk about football, we can talk about football. <laughs> really know a lot about football actually but we always get this question like in any quiz game that I've ever played this question is there yeah in Uruguay basically you learn how to walk then they give you a ball if you're not good playing football then you can do another thing are you playing football not that good that's why I did another thing I am here otherwise mm. I will be playing football in Uruguay that's our culture that's why we have only we are only 3.5 million people so less than Berlin in the whole country and we have two World Cups and Most we are, yeah, we are the first in Copa Copa America. So it's like American Cup, like UEFA Champions League. We are the first one, even more than Argentina and Brazil. Uh, yeah, do <laughs> play football. So you didn't play football, so you came here. Is that the no, only I, reason why you came here? Why did you come here? Yeah, no, I play football, of course. Uh, I had my times there, but um, yeah, not. Let's say I was not the best one. So if you didn't come here for football, why did you come to Berlin? And when did you come to Berlin? Okay, yeah. Um, For me, it was a pretty long-term decision. So not Berlin itself, but Europe. I always been fixed about Europe, especially since I started to to learn English, and I was always thinking about moving here someday. I remember when I was 14, my I told my mom I wanted to come to like an exchange program, but it was too expensive. So it said to me like, "Yeah, well, no, we cannot pay you that now, but." Um, If you are study and you can go on your own, and that was her worst mistake. She's still regretting that. <laughs> But um, yeah, so I did that. I basically finished my studies, and I was okay. Where I can go? And for us South American, it's pretty hard to get a visa to live here. So the only feasible way to do it is just to get a student visa and then stay. That's why I started looking where to study. I didn't consider Berlin before. I, I have been once here, but it was not that long, so I was not really like knowing the city, and I couldn't speak any German, so it was not my first choice. I was thinking about Italy or England or something like that, but then it was so expensive, and I had a really good friend of mine, I have, and she told me, yeah, why do you don't come to Germany, like, university here is for free, and you can get a visa, and I applied to one of them, I started learning German, they accepted me, that's how I ended in Berlin, I came here in March 2015. Is there something from Uruguay that isn't here that you really miss? Like for Hannah, it's nature for me. And fish and cranes. And fish, okay, okay. Okay, you have cranes here, but you don't have water. Yeah, for <laughs> Hannah, it's nature, fish and cranes. For me, right now, it's not much. It's my cats and my niece. For me, it's meat, for sure. 
meat, meat. but aren't like Germans eat a lot no, of meat? No, that's not meat. Well, they that's eat a lot of sausage. Meat. They eat a lot of pork, but they don't have good meat as we have. And like barbecue, asado, as we call it in, in, in Uruguay. Like where you do like the testicle thing? That's also... That's, well, then, that's, wait, 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 wait. What testicle? That's a tradition we have in the countryside called Sherra. Uh, that's where, you know, cows, you need to cut the balls, basically. Yeah. Otherwise, they reproduce with their family and they, <laughs> the whole thing. So it's very, yeah, it's very, they're very crazy about that. So, yeah, you need to do that. Basically, when you grow, when you have a cattle farm, what is in Uruguay developed, and also in Argentina, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, it's called Sherra. It's like, kind of like a festival that you have in your town where everyone around brings their cows there, like the young bulls. And you cut the ball. Ah, you cut the ball of all of them. And then you make uh, like a small party and you drink and you, yeah, you do a lot of things that Europeans would like to hear. And the funny thing is that when uh, you cut the balls, you throw them into the fire, like into, into there's a fire for, a fireplace and they should throw them and then you take them out of it, put them into uh, salt and water and you eat them. And it's the best part of the meat ever. But yeah, it's not specifically that I'm missing because actually we don't do that that much. But the whole asado thing is amazing. I'm really missing that shit. But yeah, uh, that's one thing. Of course, family and friends is also a part. But I guess the two things I miss the most about Uruguay is from one side meat and from the other side sometimes the social way of being. Like it's really chill there and really easy going. Which when I was living there, I was hating that. But here in Berlin, sometimes it's like it would be really nice to be there for a week or something. But what 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 would you mean like with easygoing in a way that it's not in Berlin? So because I feel uh, like Berlin is a very easygoing place. No, no, easygoing in the way like um, chill. Chill is a way like not chill in a don't don't confuse chill with open mind. No, 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 okay. that's not a thing. But chill in a, in a speed way, like in a speed of of doing stuff, a speed of mm. things. Yeah, okay. Berlin, even some always people say like, no, here in Berlin it's not like London or Paris. You're running every time. For me, it is. Like, in Uruguay, everything goes, like, slow motion. Like, slow motion. You meet and you do, and it's, everything takes forever, and everything, you have time forever. And so, you never, ever, ever will hear a friend of you saying, like, yeah, okay, we meet at 6, but we leave at, I have to leave at 8 because I have, no. We meet at 6, that at 6 probably is 8, but then we stay together until, who knows, 3 days. <laughs> and that happens. And I, sometimes I miss that, uh, that's kind of, chillness i sometimes also i know when i'm there when i'm back there after a week i miss berlin because berlin there's so many things to do so many things to 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 comply that yeah so i think those two are the the most different and things i miss the most okay leaving that subject of missing things uh, do you have a favorite german word of course i have so not i wouldn't say like favorite the way i use it that much but i really impressed me and i love that word and of course, it's Geschlechtverkehr. Like, I cannot believe there is a more German <laughs> way to describe sex, to say that. And I also comes with a story. Like, you hear probably the story when we're moving. Yeah, we're tell mo- us, tell us. It's, it's a lot of fun, I've this story. I've never even heard yeah. the word. Geschlechtverkehr literally means traffic of genitals. Traffic of genitals. And that's uh, the way Germans say sex. I mean, oh it's really good. Okay. And I learned that word when we were moving first-time apartments and we were going from... Uh, we had to go to pick up from another friend of us, uh, Lato Rost, um, and then take it to our apartment. So we were driving with one of my flatmates, and um, yeah, I was asking him, I was writing in, in German, my German at the moment was really limited, and I was like, okay, yeah, just tell me when were we going to be there, and they were like, maybe, I don't know, five, ten minutes, but we were like in a 
the middle of a traffic jam in, in Tempelhof and say, I don't think, yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. Okay, cool. So I wrote this guy, yeah, we're we are, we are we're going, just wait for us. Ten minutes later, we're stuck in the same place. And I was like, man, there is no way we're going to go there. Oh, yeah, no, but where do you mean? This guy. I know, I thought you were talking about the the apartment, no, the, to pick up the van. This guy, we need at least half an hour. I was like, man, what should I have to, what, what should I tell this guy who is waiting for us to give us something for free? So I told him, okay, yeah, just tell him, tell him, um, I'm going to tell him that we are stuck in the traffic jam. Say, how do you say traffic in German? And say, Verkehr. Als Geschlechtverkehr. And I thought, okay, it's like Geschlechtverkehr, like bad traffic. So I wrote this guy on eBay Kleinanzeigen. Es tut mir leid, dass wir es sind. Es gibt Geschlechtverkehr. So basically, I'm sorry we're late, we're having sex. <laughs> Later, we were still stuck there, and I said, like, guys, uh, yeah, I sh- I sh- I'm done with the shit, you right? And I gave the phone to one of my roommates. Well, it was a couple of my roommates and me. And this girl just started, like, what the fuck do you write here? I was like, what the- was that just bad traffic? It was like, just why we were having sex. I was like, okay, that's a really good word. Since that moment, Geschlechtverkehr is a... That is an excellent word. It's an excellent yeah, word. and in a way, it's very German. German, it's yeah, so it's German. Like, Traffic of genitals. It's just like tra- exactly what it is. Exactly. <laughs> the, well, yeah, in like, a really limited way, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Traffic of genitals. Yeah. Oh, okay, learned something new. I love that story. It's so great. My story is good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's German. Do you have a favorite word in Spanish? I think it's hard to have a favorite word in your language. Mm. No, it's the words I use a lot, words that I used before coming here. We have a lot of slang in Uruguay. Germany have 80 million people living in a small country. And you have 14,000 different ways of Germans. You have a continent where only Brazil is as big as Europe. Sure. Only Brazil. And then you have Mexico, and it's not even in South America, it's Central America. That's yeah. like two Europes after Uruguay, and you have Uruguay. And there's a lot of things. There's different Spanish, each Area has their own Spanish. Oh. Our Spanish, for example, um, us Argentinian Spanish, is really influenced, heavily influenced by Italian. We have a little like Italian way of speaking, like a uh, more synced and not that much like cut as, as a real Spanish. And we use a lot of like different slang. So you need to understand that my country was inhabited until the late 1700. And then there was a lot of immigration from Europe. So it was not like a Spanish population big ever. There were like, I think in 1900, like 30 or 40% of the population of the country was Italian, not even Italian descendant. It was first generation Italians. But uh, okay. couldn't you, like the Argentinian people that we know or that I know, uh, they all have Italian passports. Could you do? Could you get that as well? Like, or is it as common in Uruguay yeah, as it is in it Argentina? Is. Yeah, yeah. But most of the people have it. Well, most of the people not. But if you can, you you get it because yeah. it's always useful to have the two passports. Yeah. Um, I don't. Why? Because um, the thing about the Italian passport that you need to find all the papers. Yeah. And my, I have, of course, some Italian family, like all of us. But uh, my great great grandfather came from Italy. He was from close to Genoa, and the church where his. Uh, birth certificate was uh, got destroyed during the war mm. oh. so then I'm fucked well that's too bad for you yeah really bad for me yeah so I had to do the wrong way that sucks <laughs> yeah but well I also tried to get another part of passport I tried to get this Scottish passport Cause like was sc- yeah because your, your last name is Scottish right wait my, my last is? name is Spanish so when this guy my oh. great great I got it wrong father, no 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 <laughs> actually it is Scottish it's yeah. from Scotland my family uh, comes it used to be like a clan family close to Inverness in Scotland. 
after the clearances, all of them ran away. Uh, most of them to US or North America. This crazy bastard decided to go to South America. But when he got to South America, they changed the last name. So my last name now in Spanish is Rose, but it's Rose, like yeah. uh, like, the, like the flower. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Just my Rose. last name. Okay. So yeah, they are from close to Inverness in Scotland. And yeah, uh, I couldn't get it because British laws are different to Italian. So that's the thing. Basically, to make it short story, Italians, you can as long as you find the path, you can get the passport. Um, British, if you get, it's kind of like German. If you skip one generation, then you cannot get it anymore. Oh, okay. So it has to be like in the direct line. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, we're switching a little bit of the subjects again from last names to Berlin. Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorite places to go? Like clubs, cafes, outside areas, anything? Well, um, I lived for a long time in front of Tempelhof, so I will always like to go there. Even I... It took me like two years since I moved to Berlin to go in there the first time. Then I went there every time. Uh, clubs, cafes, restaurants. Yeah, uh, there's lots. That's the thing about Berlin, I think. That you don't get even fixed with the one of those because you have too many and it's changing. I know so, that So, yeah. It's hard to say which is your favorite when you're changing the whole time. I think that's bars concerning... I really like this. Uh, the True Ruth in Goldama in, in Bollinestrasse, Flughafenestrasse. That's a really nice one, really cheap. It used to be like the same as uh, Captain, where I used to live the first yeah. time. Oh. The Captain corner. closed, sadly. I miss Captain, Captain closed, but it's the same owner, the same decoration, the same prices. Well, it's yeah. one fifty. So that's yeah, really and good. And drinks for like 280 yeah, or something? Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Um, and then, yeah, uh, now I'm living more in Kreuzberg, so I'm kind of like hanging around a little more about uh, around Koti. But that's the good thing about Berlin, that you're always changing cities between the same city. Because at first I live in Sonnenallee, then I moved to Finostrasse, in, close to Samariterstrasse, Frankfurterallee. Then I moved to Tempelhof, uh, in front of Platz der Hofbrücke, and then I, now I'm living in Moritzplatz. So every time you go to, you change places, you change things. When we were going, we were living in, in Neukölln. I was hanging around a lot of in different. I don't know. I was doing a lot of Karmax Strasse and other stuff. Then I moved to, to Finostrasse and I was my life was more in Friedrichshain and Boxachenerplatz and all this captain and all these places. Then I moved to Tempelhof and it was more like okay, Kreuzberg, Bermannstrasse and all this stuff. Uh, now Moritzplatz, yeah, I'm yeah. around Koti or just visiting friends. But yeah, I guess my most of the time I spend in South East Berlin. Yeah, I always say like that I have the half moon. From like up to up from Prenzlauerberg, like down to Neukölln, mm-hmm. yeah. like the east side, For and this sure. is where you also like meet the same people over and over because people ha- tend to hang out in like specific areas, and like you hang out where you live. Okay, so you've lived a lot of places in Berlin. Do you have a special memory that uh, comes to your mind, like something fun or something weird, something really exciting? Question. Man, it's Berlin. <laughs> yeah, but... I have so many. Uh, <laughs> one I can think of. For sure, the the moment I got the apartment in Finostrasse was a crazy one. Yeah, no. all the moments from there. No, but no, actually the moment I got the apartment, because I was... When I came to Berlin, I didn't know anything about Germany. So, of course, I got kind of scammed. So I, I got to a new apartment which was kind of illegal to, to rent. So it was a, a BBS, so a social bonum, uh, who was not allowed to rent. And everything was kind of uh, shady. I had to pay cash and all the shit. And then we got into a lot of trouble. And in the moment, I just... They had a fight with the landlord, let's say it was not the owner, but well. And he said, like, you need to go and that, all this shit. So basically, I was almost homeless in the middle of my exams. It was July. So I was, like, trying to get an apartment while preparing exams. And, of course, sending thousands of emails through Begesucht. No answer. 
until I get this automatic answer from Samaritanstrasse, Finnostrasse. Yeah, yeah we actually have... in, in the apartment that I used to live in as well. That's, That's how, how we know we each other. other. Exactly. Yeah. So I got this invitation, like, yeah, you can come here and bring some drinks. We're going to have a, a, hang- a hangout. Just like, cool. That day before that, I had a meeting with my with a lawyer. Not my lawyer, because of course I was poor enough to have a lawyer. But my university had this kind of like lawyer to advise you. And as everything in my, my life was so fucking messy, I was like, okay, I need like a legal opinion. And the legal opinion was really good. It was like, yeah, everything that like, you have, all the papers you have, uh, those are shit. So my legal uh, recommendation is to you to move immediately out of there because if they change the key, you cannot get your shit. I was like, okay, that's really good news. So I was leaving this this consulting and just calling a friend of mine like, hey, man, uh, tomorrow I'm going to bring you like my passport and my laptop, you know, at least I need to keep that. Uh, and then I had two hours later, the Fino party. The Fino, well, in that moment I thought, like, visit, a apartment visit. And I was like, okay, fuck this shit. I'm not in the mood. I can't just take this shit. I need to go home, organize things. I was thinking, like, should I go back to Uruguay? Like, I don't have where to live. I don't have anything here. Uh, maybe I should go, just go back home. But I was like, come on. It's the only answer you got in four months. Just go there and show your ass. What's, what's wrong with the say? So I went, I bought some beers, and I got there. And there were, like, 80 people inside the apartment. 80 people. Like, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. There were like, 80 it people. Sounds yeah. like Fino. No, no, it is. It is. She can vouch for that. There yeah. were 80 people there. Yeah, were I, you there? I was you? supposed to help them find a replacement for me and my current roommate. Was that the night you met Elmer? Yeah, that's the night I met Elmer, a friend of ours. And I basically just ended up on the balcony talking to him the entire night. That's how much I helped. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, I got into that and I was like, fuck this shit, I'm not going to get the apartment. I was there with another friend of us who actually got the apartment, but we actually met downstairs. So we were upstairs and our first thought was like, there is no fucking way we had a room here. And seriously, it was a party. So we started drinking and there was like some weird people not talking to each other. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm done with this shit. I'm just going to get drunk. And then I got drunk. And then some moment I just found, like smashed against another of our future, my other future roommate. I say like, yeah, well, what's up? And say, well, yeah. I say like, you need to take a picture for for us to remember you. I say, yeah, cool, okay. And they were like, okay, who are you? And I started talk, talking a story, and they were like, oh yeah, you sound you sound like you need a drink. And I, just, I definitely do. And they were like, okay, uh, I have some palinka. And we ended up drinking in palinka <laughs> until like midnight or something like that. Yeah, midnight exactly because then I, re- I realized this was a Thursday and I had a presentation on Friday. And around midnight when I was having a lot of fun, finally after a couple of months, I realized, oh fuck, I lost my train. And of course I didn't have money. So I had to walk from Sonnenale, uh, from Finostras to Sonnenale, which is a 30 minutes walk. It was summer, cool, but I got there uh, around one. 32 in the morning thinking to myself like you are a fucking idiot you have a shit tons of problems and I think some tomorrow and what's your solution just get drunk <laughs> so I got to my place I slept three hours went to the presentation somehow I got the apartment <laughs> I was like I cannot believe this shit no uh, but but it's funny because because I was there and we parted until like seven in the morning because all these casting things always turned into parties casting yeah that's and, way to call this shit. and I mean <laughs> we just like everyone then sits together the next day and like talks about like who 
we're gonna have to move in and it's it's such a weird process because it's like 80 people in the apartment from the beginning but like kind of fast you're down to like two or three people that everyone like thought were chill and cool and so what we do you've been to them as well like what we do is usually just like see how people interact with other people exactly. yeah. because that's wow. what it's about it's about like finding a person who would fit and would be fun to live with so when you go to a casting you have to be social and fun and like talk to people well it depends just, on the you apartment have to be yourself be yeah. yourself like my like, case yeah. I just got drunk yeah like, <laughs> basically yeah. Uh, then after yeah just to the record after that I live for two years with the same people and we always do this like yeah. it is a good way to do it. to be honest if I have to go to a, an interview of you when you have four people just looking at you and just asking like questions like so you have brothers or sisters like what the fuck do you care it's, uh, yeah. you know, no, it's, it's like, like it's not what it's yeah. about yeah. it's better to actually do a party where you get to know people or yeah. just talking I would add now that I'm older like a second like cleaning questioner but that's another topic <laughs> yeah well it's also another thing if you're like in a two people biggie or yeah. if you're as it was in our case like an eight people place yeah, yeah. sometimes yeah. it was nine. 12 people in their apartment yeah, it there was were, sometimes it was 20 like that's the thing yeah, yeah. sometimes there like, were none day, you have to realize that people are chill enough to help it but yeah Yeah. I always had like a scare moment when I sometimes got home and like no one was there and you're like yeah what am I alone in this place where is everyone yeah and uh, then we celebrated Christmas there you and me Hannah with two other people and it was so empty and so freaky but so clean that's always yes. yeah. <laughs> so clean but that's always, so nice. always always in Christmas only the South Americans stay yeah. there because all the Europeans fell back we stay there so yeah. yeah but on the other hand then you have these Sundays you wake up after like just I would go to sleep early just Wake up and then you find people are like, hey, yeah, um, nice to meet you. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. people are random people just having breakfast in your kitchen, like without anyone you know there. Yeah, yeah, we're afraid of X and yeah, he's sleeping. We're just having breakfast. Yeah, yeah, Chill, you know. guys. yeah, yeah that's same. what I love about it though. Like even I even did it well since I moved out and the VG moved to this other place where Andres also lived. I just remember that I used to go there sometimes because I always felt at home because I knew the people and didn't realize that I didn't know half the people anymore. Uh-huh. And, like went into one of our friends' room and like borrowed a shirt and like took a shower and then people were like, who are you and what are you doing here? <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, I don't live here. Hi. Yeah. And here mm-hmm. it's just normal in a way. It is. So it, was, it, was, it. it was a really nice yeah. apartment, yeah. From my point of view, there was time it was enough. And from my, from my point of view was getting a job basically where I had to wake up every day and yeah so that from that moment like Wednesday night movies until three in the morning doesn't appeal to you that much <laughs> and yeah uh, that was crazy but up to now even the apartment is not existing anymore I think I am in really good terms with everyone and we still see each other with most of the people yeah that's the thing about it you're like you get friends for life yeah. and you get you get like a little family here. it's crazy yeah but yeah. for me when I was uh, getting to this apartment I didn't know anyone like I had my university friends but they were like yeah university friends you know and I you know didn't, anyone in the city was kind of like yeah and somehow you meet not only the people who you're living with but Hannah and all the other people who actually live there or friends of the people who actually live there and they're just around the whole time like a lot of friends in common like, yeah I remember one time we have a friend in common that uh, I just woke up and she was there like with her computer like doing some some I was like yeah yeah and you are yeah no I just um, I'm a friend of Hannah also and I always be here but you just, you're new so you don't know me I'm coming here to to ask uh, help from Don. I was like what do you 
went to eat something and we just ended having lunch together. <laughs> First time we met. It's amazing though. It's it's really nice. You just like end up having these nice conversations with people that you don't really know, but then you get to know them. And like, that's how I know basically, like I would say all more than half of the people I know in Berlin, I know in yeah. a way yeah. through that place. That's okay. also a thing like for my point of view, it's really good about this kind of living and stuff that Berlin is a city that from a South American perspective, it's kind of hard to get it closer to people. Everything's cool. You go to parties, you know a lot of people. Everything is chilled and relaxed. But then all the our, let's say, everyone, for example, at work has their own life and it's not like they mix that much, uh, normally at least. Um, of course, there's always exceptions. Then you go to clubs and you don't meet people. Clubs are great here, are the best ones in the world, but you have like your music, just party, don't even think about talking to other people, which took me like some months to learn. But at the end of the day, you realize that. And the people you met like in more of a social way, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, very nice, but mostly you don't see them each other anymore. So all your friends and the people you grow around you, it's just, from my point, from my, in my experience, they came from, from the people I was living with and friends of the people I was living with. And yeah, it's kind of like a bubble that you grow. Yeah, yeah it was really nice. Yeah, it is. It was a really nice place. It's still like spiritually there in a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because you, everyone who lived there is still in that big game mentally. Yeah. It's still a group of people that you call like, yeah, the Fino people. Yeah. yeah. There and is. I mean, besides you and another Swedish friend, all the people I know in Berlin comes from that big Yeah. So, you know. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. For me, it was the same. Like, apart from my university friends or people I work later, most of the people I know, they're friends of friends or people from actually live with them yeah and it's really nice yeah and we actually i believe we have a really nice group of people there yeah crazy different i don't think you, yeah you can have like half a world there like from every kind of different nationality what happened with your video that made it so special i think there is like a lot of factors first of all berlin is a city that there is a lot of people coming here but also a lot of people leaving so like there's not that many people who actually stays and less people who are from here. That's the other thing. If you go to a, another place like Sweden or even Uruguay, I can, I can handle that. Like, I can relate to that. Um, there are places that people, they have been there forever or for a couple of years at least and they're planning to leave. So they have kind of uh, established their life. Mm-hmm. They know people, they have friends, they have uh, girlfriends, boyfriends. They are like planning a life, family, all this shit that here in Berlin normally nobody has. Like... Mm-hmm. They just come here with your your yeah your your luggage and that's it. And you know maybe someone who is like a friend of a friend of a friend, and something like that. So people like kind of like of course there's this like closeness and this like uh, support and they open each other to to do that. Especially when you go into these kind of situations. And yeah, now we're big. I think it was that thing one one of the facts. The second, of course, that we're all. Most of them, even the Germans, were not from Berlin. So we grow our social life from the beginning. It's not that we came here with some social like friends and everything. And when we have some of those, because we were living here before or something, like for example, my friends, we quickly integrate them in, into the whole thing. Yeah. And we had a big park house where we could do any party we wanted because we used to live in a building was only us. So we could make party Wednesday and that was okay. So that kind of like evolves into a free bar <laughs> when yeah, everyone yeah. can come True. and have fun and make noise and nothing happens there is no police there is no complaints there is nothing so that also brings a lot of like thing and everyone was always welcome like from like from the beginning yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm bringing some friends, cool. And my friends are, yeah, I'm bringing some, cool, yeah, no problem. So, like, a normal Wednesday or a normal Friday, you're just coming home and then somehow you had 25 people drinking in the apartment. Yeah. Completely normal. Completely like, normal. I've never felt more welcome in Berlin than when I was in Hannah's old video because, you know, I was Hannah's weird, shy friend from this tiny town in Sweden. And everyone was like, oh, you're so nice. It's so fun to meet you. And even now, after she left the Vigge, I mean, I met you, Andres, at uh, Vigge parties, and yeah, I met other cool people too, and it's um, it's still a big family. It is. Like, yeah. of course, as every group of person, we have our differences. And well, as every family does, we yeah, have our fights. Sorry. You I'm know, sorry. siblings fight. <laughs> I still, like, seriously, to be honest, I, I don't... I'm talking with most of the people that live there or were part of it, the people who I'm not talking with because something special happened or because... Uh, they just left Berlin. Well, you can't get along with everyone. Like, no, no, but to be honest, I never had someone who was actually like not liking that. <laughs> no, to be honest, like there, of course, we had differences, and we had people like I say, like only because we are different. You know, doesn't mean that I don't like them. I don't. I, I love them. Man, I live with them forever. They were my family, and for me, it was a big thing. And yeah. and I'm always going to be grateful for that. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite drink to order in a bar? Well, since I came to Berlin, it was a lot of beer first. Mm, yeah. But um, lately, actually, even I wouldn't order that in a bar. I'm drinking more wine. Before coming here, I wouldn't drink wine, not even dead. Like, there is no way I would do that. And from my Uruguayan point of view, I love whiskey. Even here, I don't drink it that much because nobody does. And actually, there is no good whiskey. If you go to a bar and ask for whiskey, they don't have. Oh, there is actually this really nice whiskey place that we could go to. Then you should take me there. Yeah. And I have some bottles of Scottish whiskey when I was there. So you're welcome to visit me. Yes. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I really like whiskey. I, if there is a drink, I like to drink, like... Do you like the n- taste. old-fashioned? Like smoky. Yeah. Good. But do you know the old-fashioned drink? Ah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, like the ones. drink. Yeah. It's really nice. That's like nice. with orange. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's nice. Yeah. You're but insane. Whiskey is disgusting. No, no it's so things, good. <laughs> the thing is about whiskey, for me, that's if it's a good whiskey, you drink it alone. No, no it, ice or anything. And a little bit. Like in South burns. America, in Uruguay, we drink a lot of whiskey. But we cut it with cola to make us drunk. But yeah. if it is a good whiskey... You don't have little, to. No. A little but, bit. You enjoy the taste. Yeah. It is a strong taste. It is something yeah, you need to learn. it's horrible. Man, I'm, I'm used to drink mate. We drink mate every time. You know, not like the club mate. Not the club mate, mate. Not yeah. the mate <laughs> oh, okay, okay. in Germany. The, the bitter version of that. Like that the actual tea. Every, the mate. Oh, okay, yeah, the tea, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Like everyone who tries the first, like, it's so I really disgusting. like it. It's bitter, but it's nice. It's, Man, it's so fucking good. And I've never tried that. Well, next time I bring it with I me. think you have. I have it in my office. I have it everywhere I go. When have I tried it? Well, you drink it out of this, like, apple with, thing? With Herman, for example. Yeah, with Herman. Yeah, no, I yeah. haven't hung out that much with like him. He was always there drinking that shit. Yeah, he was having it in his hand, like, all the time. Uh, yeah, like okay. us, like Andrew. I walk in the whole time with it. My, my colleagues come and say, like... Next time I hang out with you, yeah, I'll cool. have it. Okay. okay so, guys, this is it. Have a nice one. We're going to have some more sec now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Bye. Cheers, okay. cheers. Bye. Cheers. I will do it.